The piece of music you're listening to is called Precious Cargo. It's a calming and introspective piece of backing music made just using guitar, piano and a singing bowl. Today we'll get into how it was made and what it's for. You're listening to How I Make Music, a weekly podcast for the musically curious to go behind the scenes of composition for storytelling in a digital era. Every Wednesday we break apart one of my own compositions and investigate the stories and insights into how it was made and its effect on listening ears. My name is John Bartman, I'm a music composer from South Africa and this is How I Make Music. Welcome back and thanks for joining in. This is episode 45 of How I Make Music. Regular listeners of the show know I encourage feedback on YouTube. So head over to YouTube, search for How I Make Music podcast and feel free to leave a comment on this week's episode, Precious Cargo. I would love to hear from you. Always love hearing from you listeners. I think what we'll do this week is just get straight into some of the backing ambience that allows the piano part in this uh, composition to stand out and shine and then we'll look a little more in depth at the piano itself so let's kick this calm gentle and introspective piece of music off with the singing bowl here's how it sounds aside from that initial hit that you hear what follows is two minutes of this single droning high note Very much a one-trick pony um, and used more for meditation than music production. Because a singing bowl isn't actually a musical instrument, the note that it produced was slightly out of tune with the instruments that follow the guitar and the piano, which meant that I had to use software to slightly bend this note to prevent it sounding horribly out of tune with the rest of the track. Here's an example of how it might have sounded. That note with this note. Fortunately, we do have software that enables us to round up or down a pitch, and that's what I did to make the sound a bit less jarring on the ear. The more calming you want your music to sound, the less complex it should be. If you have a memorable melody going over this kind of drone, what's going to happen is the mind is going to be stimulated by its desire to participate. So I kept the melody in this piece super simple. Let's give it a listen now on the acoustic guitar with the singing bowl in the background. A lot of tap delay on that guitar. Each note echoes again and again. I mean, this is almost good enough on its own for soundtrack music. Very gentle. Lovely, gentle. So I might consider using that for uh, an introspective moment, peaceful moment, and a calming moment 
in an audio drama. In the finished production, I also use the piano sound, which adds more depth to that guitar melody. The piano is actually the beef of this track. The guitar is just layering the top line for the most part. So the piano is where most of the complexity in this piece happens. Let's give it a listen through and I'll offer some insight along the way. Here we go. Okay, that high part is important. So in the gap left by the guitar, that high part plays. Now we've changed the mood. Alright, I'll come back to that part in a minute. And then it starts to repeat again. This is really just a two-part composition repeated twice to form this short track, but it could easily be looped again and again to create a, a longer mood. The next part of the breakdown goes a little bit into music theory, and I would really love to hear what you think about including more theory in this podcast. I feel it's something that I'm really prepared to get uh, deeper into, so I will encourage you to head over to YouTube, search for How I Make Music Podcast, or follow the links in the show notes and leave a comment there for me. Let me know what you think about including more theory in the show. We start out in the key of D minor. And then we've got that little lick. That little part, and that repeats twice. I'm just playing simpler chords than in the actual composition. And we've got our B part, something like this. Now let's break that down a little bit, starting with the arrangement, the actual changing of the chords. We start out with this D9 chord, which is a little ambiguous because you don't know if it's a D major 9 or a D minor 9 yet. It could be either of those. Deliberately ambiguous without committing to a major or minor. Right, so that's intriguing because it creates a question, where are we going with this? That question is pretty soon answered with this little lick. Call it a lick, it's a jazz term, but that little descending um, melody actually serves two purposes. One is that it answers the question, right, that sounds more happy than this. Okay, so we've kind of answered the question, it's a little bit happier than sadder. But what I like most about this part is this melody. It sounds strangely not uh, consistent with the key of D. D would be more like this. But the fact that it's just a step down suggests that it's actually a C Lydian scale, which sounds like this. And really, that's the tonality that we're operating, and it's reinforced because in the first uh, opening chord of the song, that D9, 
you've got these two notes, C and E. C and E are part of the C major scale. So what we're doing is we're tricking the ear into thinking that it's a C major scale, and then including an F sharp, which would make it a C Lydian. And I love this sound so much, the Lydian mode. There's something magical about it, it's described as haunting, um, and this piece uses it to create a sense of suspended animation and unresolved floating above the surface. So, give this a listen and see if you understand what I mean. I'll play that opening passage again. Right, even though we've got a D in the bass, our ear wants to feel as if it's a C. So that creates a nice little bit of ambiguity up front, and I really like the tone it sets for the rest of the piece. So let's call that the A section. The B section is where it progresses to uh, an F. Now this would make more sense if we're in the key of C, because it's more natural to move from C up to F. It's one of the most common progressions. It's more natural to do that than move from D to F. So once again we're kind of tricking the ear and creating a sense of ambiguity. Our B section moves from... from that now to this. We've got a Lydian mode here, with a B natural in an F major scale. Which reinforces the Lydian mode used earlier. First time round, we play it with that B natural, so it sounds a little bit more magical, like this. Second time round, it's a little different, we play it like this. What's the difference? First time round, we're playing with the B natural. Second time round, we're playing with the B flat. First time round is a bit more magical, and second time round is a little bit more as if order has been restored, as if calm has been restored, and we're now once again in the very familiar major scale instead of the slightly unnatural and magical Lydian scale. So this piece is very much about the interplay between the major scale and the Lydian scale. Most of what I have to say about it just falls into that statement, that summary. So when we listen again at the end, see if you can hear the difference between that kind of magical sound and that slightly more vanilla sound. And right at the end of the piece, for the first time, we have a modulation which goes from F, C, and then up to G. So you could almost argue that the whole piece is in G and it takes the full period uh, of the composition to reach that G, to come home for the first time right at the end. 
However you want to look at it, that is the theory behind this composition, and I sincerely hope it's useful to you. I always feel a bit self-conscious rabbiting on about um, the mental processes that go into such technical stuff. Hopefully you're uh, into learning more about these structures and principles and how they work, at least in one other composer's mind. And finally, this piece has a very gentle nature, and part of that is helped by the ambience, which I've included in the background. Ambience would just be the sound of all the echoes and the reverbs combined. Let's give it a listen in the background now. Now this is just the wet signal, so what we're not hearing is the original guitar recording. What we're hearing is the effect of the delays and the reverbs that were included and create that um, rolling, uh, repeating sound, that kind of a wash in the background. Hmm. Very, very useful. Whoever invented delay definitely deserves a medal. Listening to this now for the first time, there's something a little angelic about that singing bowl in the background, isn't there? Like a female, like a soprano voice. Hmm. Great, some stock standard effects there, but they do wonders for bringing out um, the soothing nature of this track. Great, definitely. I, uh, I am inspired to write more of this kind of stuff. Um, one musician you should know about if you're into this level of down tempo um, and electronic music is a South African artist called Jason Barty. I'll recommend him uh, in the show notes with a link to his band camp. He does um, a wonderful combination of acoustic guitar and a quite a specific quality of lo-fi noise in his nature-inspired electronic music. So I'll link to Jason Barty in the show notes, or you can look him up on YouTube. That's about it for this week's episode of How I Make Music, and thank you once again for tuning in. We'll listen to the full track in just a moment, but before we do that, thank you for listening to How I Make Music. Catch new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can download the track from this episode, Precious Cargo, from the music page on my website, johnbartman.com, J-O-H-N-B-A-R-T-M-A-N-N.com. I encourage you to use it in your own audio drama or podcast or video production. Find links to me on Twitter and YouTube in the show notes. I love hearing from you, so search How I Make Music Podcast on YouTube and leave your comments on the show. I would greatly appreciate any feedback that can help me make it better and more insightful for you. And now here is Precious Cargo, a moving introspective and calming guitar and singing ball piece in its entirety. Thanks very much for listening. Finish your projects, guys. Keep going, and I'll catch you next week. Cheers for now. <laughs>